1: Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who has studied carefully the projections and is now ready to call the Heisman for Zach Wilson. His name is Jerem Jordan.
2: Yeah, it'd be fun if Zach Wilson finished as a finalist. That'd be incredible. I don't, I don't know that Zach can actually win it, but, uh, yeah, we're counting all the ballots. You know, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, we're still figuring out the Heisman ballots there, but uh, we'll, we'll get it done. I thought we'd know who the president of the U.S. would be this morning. Typically, that's the case. Nope. Last night. No, A couple of days, maybe? Later today, tomorrow, Maybe longer. Friday. I don't know. I'm staring at cnn.com, going, "Who's the guy?" <laughs> we don't know,
1: but we know that Zach Wilson is the guy for Brigham. Zach Wilson is the Heisman elect. Before we have a president elect.
2: Yeah, best, uh, best candidate, you know, from BYU in a long time. So BYU's QBU, and Zach Wilson's back in it, man.
1: We got incredible response from our. Special ad campaign yesterday.
2: Yeah, hopefully uh, you guys all saw that. If you didn't, you can go to our uh, social media and check it out, the the political campaign ad we did for Zach Wilson. So, yeah, and excited to see him two days from now at Boise State. Revenge game, like we've talked about. Uh, You know, took a sack inside the five. The end of the game as a freshman has come a long ways from that moment. And uh, now it's time for one of the crown jewels of Zach Wilson's career, which could be a win at Boise State.
1: A litmus test, as they say, for BYU football and for Zach Wilson. First first uh, extensive road challenge against a ranked team. Cannot wait. Your Wednesday show lineup will include plenty of BYU Boise State talk, including an updated anxiety level for Boise State. The Cougars are now a three-point favorite on the blue. The line keeps swinging. Does that make you feel any better, though? Chris Vanini of The Athletic on what a win over Boise State could do for BYU's New Year's Six consideration And beyond. Plus, we're inside the film room with BYU running back Tyler Algier, Zach Wilson, a top three NFL draft pick, and Boise making a late push for fans in the stands on Friday night. BYU, no likey. Bring on today's BYU Sports Station headlines.
2: It's game day Eve Eve for number nine BYU at number 21 Boise State Friday. The Cougars are the highest ranked team to ever visit the Broncos. Cougars are preparing for both quarterbacks of Boise State, Hank Bachmeyer and Jack Sears.
0: Yeah, I know both of them can throw the ball and and, uh, they can run the offense. You see it in both games. And so uh, we'll have to be ready for whoever shows up under center and, and, uh, you know, looking forward to the game.
2: Of note, Boise State is asking the Central District Health Department today to allow 1,100 people into the stadium for the game Friday. Those 1,100 would be students, parents, the band, and cheerleaders. So... They didn't ask for Utah State, hmm. but they're asking for BYU. That's weird. That's that's weird. We'll discuss what we think of this later.
1: Oh, and I wonder if BYU will have any of those 1,100 seats.
2: I think you know the answer.
1: Mm. BYU junior quarterback and Heisman hopeful Zach Wilson now projected as a top 10 NFL draft pick by two different notable draft analysts. Michael Renner of Pro Football Focus, get this. Has Wilson going third overall in the first round to the Jacksonville Jaguars from Renner. Quote, he's the highest graded passer in college football. He can win from the pocket as well as on the move. He's got a quick release and can sling it from any platform, and he doesn't miss. Get used to it. Wilson is an elite quarterback prospect, end quote. Amen. He is. Ryan Wilson of CBS says Wilson is a top 10 pick as well. Going to... The New England Patriots, he calls Wilson quote the best parts of Texas a Johnny Manziel and Oklahoma's Baker Mayfield. Wilson is a more accurate and better is more accurate and a better runner than the two. Only question is BYU's competition.
2: He's less Manziel and Mayfield now. He used to be like them. Now he's not. He was called the the Mormon Manziel there. What last year a little bit on ESPN? Yeah, I, I uh, disagree with that particular statement. But interesting, dude, three and nine. Top 10?
1: Top 10? Jacksonville or New England? Also saw Zach uh, photoshopped into a Minnesota Vikings jersey yesterday?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going well, man. It's exciting. Jake Toulson is a 2020 professional basketball combine honoree. We honestly don't know what this means, but apparently it's headline worthy. Toulson was part of a resurgent BYU season that saw the Cougars return to the top 25 rankings for the first time in nine years. We anxiously awake the future for Yoli Childs and Jake Toulson as it comes to Professional basketball.
1: NBA alumnus and current BYU women's basketball head coach Jeff Judkins reveals this season's non-conference schedule. BYU will open the season November 27th against the against the LSU Tigers in the South Point Shootout, a Las Vegas multi-team event held over Thanksgiving break. Remember, BYU is bringing back a load of experience, including All-American candidate Shaylee Gonzalez after she redshirted last season with a torn ACL. We talk a lot about men's basketball. The women's basketball team should be—they're gearing up really good as well. And they're,
2: yeah, they're only playing; they're not playing the normal amount,
1: right? Seven fewer, games, Fewer games. Yeah, yeah, seven. So exciting! All rise and shout!
0: It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation.
2: Okay, normally Spencer leads off, but uh, I'm leading it today because I want Spencer's opinion first on this subject. So here we go. It's the biggest game of the season, maybe the biggest game in decades, as we've discussed for Brigham. We've discussed the non-Power 5 issues BYU's had in the previous three years that you brought to light, which are like, hey, P5's definitely an issue, stacking, but G5's have been an issue, too. So far, not this year, right? BYU's seven zero in those. It's been awesome. Hey! So, let's talk about the next game, which is the biggest game BYU's played in a long time, Boise State. What's your anxiety Or confidence level for BYU at Boise State.
1: Okay, some backdrop here. When I first introduced the Group of Five Anxiety Index inside the revised 2020 schedule, Boise State was obviously not part of the conversation. That game was gone along with the Mountain West Conference, San Diego State, Utah State. Those games were off the table. Now San Diego State and Boise State are both back. And clearly... Boise State takes the top spot in the G5 Anxiety Index. I give BYU about a 65% chance to win this game. That's pretty high. So naturally, Boise State carries an anxiety level of 35%, which is a step above the anxiety I felt about BYU going to Houston. That one was right around 30%. Let me put it this way. The last time I felt these kind of nerves, however, for BYU going into a regular season game, probably 2008 when BYU was 6-0 on the quest for perfection, and going to play a really good TCU team on the road. I am having similar feelings. I don't feel like...
2: Are you saying G5 feelings or any game? There have been a lot of big games since then. Any game. Really?
1: Oh. Speaking of what's on the line, what could potentially be lost...
2: Oh, right. BYU hasn't had... Yeah, these stakes, right? Sure.
1: Yeah, it it goes back to that game, but I don't think Boise State is as good as that TCU team who had an amazing defense. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, 35%. I I still like BYU's chances, but for sure the the nervousness level, the anxiety level is going to be higher here than it will be for, you know, any game until BYU hopefully is playing in a New Year's Six Bowl game against a Power 5 opponent.
2: Right, then it's, uh, you know, a second or third place Power 5 team in a, league that's tough. And then BYU like, has
1: traversed all the group of five right. and they're on to a power five.
2: Right, then they play the one power five. Yeah, I, I'm i feeling more confident than anxiety, uh, anxious. I was feeling more anxious at the beginning of the week. Right now, I'm feeling like if BYU can play... I don't know what's going on down there. If BYU can play a similar game to the Houston game, I, I wonder if BYU is going to play a tight one through three and then in the fourth push the pedal down more. Because remember, BYU scored, what was it, 29 unanswered against Houston? Mm -hmm. Like, Houston's not as good as Boise State. I think Boise State's pretty good. Uh, In fact, I give Boise State as much respect as I could possibly give. Winning this program in college football history, their worst year recently is BYU's best year, nine wins. Right? What they do is incredible. I wish BYU won as much as Boise State. But in this game, I think BYU is absolutely ready for this game. They haven't played a team as tough as Boise State, but the Cougars have not been building towards this game this year. This has been a four-year build from the moment 2016 ended in the Poinsettia Bowl in the rain. BYU has not been the program they thought they could be since then. Four and nine, obviously not. Seven and six, and seven and six, no. BYU's close to being five and seven or ten and three on some of those years. This group of uh, freshmen and sophomores who are now juniors and seniors the last couple years, they have been preparing to do something like this. The schedule finally allowed them to show what they're made of. And here we are, B-0 ranked ninth, playing at Boise State. This is an incredible opportunity. Zach Wilson wasn't this guy until this year. He is, it took time for him to become this guy. Third year in the system, third year with the whole staff, right? Minus AJ Stewart, Harvey Young, and this year at running backs, coach. I am very confident that BYU is going to go to Boise and win this game. Mm. I was feeling more anxious before. I'm and I'm yeah, I'm somewhere where you're at, around the sixty-five percent. Uh, I don't know that I'll go to seventy per se because it is Boise. It, it they are BYU is 0 five on the blue, but I. That plays a little bit of a role, but like, what does 2003 have to do with Friday? Nothing. This team doesn't care about 2003. How old is Zach Wilson? Is he 21? Yes. So in 03, he would have been like four years old. Mm-hmm. So what does 03 have to do with Zach? You know what I mean? Zach Wilson's not going to be like, well, geez, uh, Matt Payne missed a field goal on this. He, that doesn't matter. No, Zach Wilson He's think celebrating about what,
1: a 3 to nothing win over BYU as a Utah fan when he was four years right. old. Right. He didn't even – he was
2: anti-BYU. Yeah. Mike was probably like, look, BYU lost, son. Yeah. <laughs> and now and now uh, BYU's going up there. So very, very exciting times.
1: Okay. So the thing for me is – and some of you may be asking, why Why do you feel so confident? Well, there are a number of factors that play into this. One, BYU, I think, is ready. They're a better team. What
2: haven't they shown us?
1: Yes. They, we have seen experience, depth, and they get a bunch of guys back. So that's helping, helping me feel better about this game. BYU will have... Uh, Keenan Peely back for this game, according to Kalani Sataki. We hope
2: Kavik Fonua. We hope Chris Wilcox. Yes. We hope Zane Anderson. We'll see on that one. Gunnar Romney is going to play back. in this game. Yeah. Yes.
1: James Empey is going to be there. He'll be ready to go. Tristan Hodge is getting healthier. That offensive line is going to They all played.
2: Yep. Saturday. Okay. Yep.
1: So, all of this is helping. And Boise State, to me, them reaching for 1,100 fans is a sign of desperation to me, Jerry. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. It's like... Oh, Wait. BYU's really good. We need a competitive advantage we, uh, somehow.
1: We, we got we got to do something to combat this. And so they're reaching last minute to try and get 1,100 fans. That, to me, is a sign of desperation. I,
2: I agree with you. I, yeah.
1: They know where they
2: are. Right. And they just want fans in there. I get it. But why didn't you ask for Utah State? And I, I don't think they did. I'm pretty sure they didn't. But if they did, then we're off on that.
1: But... I. Okay. Good point. They're banged up on defense. They don't know who the starting quarterback's going to be. Well, there could that's be not, some weirdness. That's
2: not an issue. Okay. The Holani out, it's like either quarterback well, works. Demetri
1: Washington's their best defender, arguably. No, no, no. I mean quarterback. Season. Okay, It yeah. doesn't
2: matter what quarterback's there.
1: Yeah, okay. So maybe there's not much there.
2: But George Holani out is a deal. That's a deal. Thousand-yard rusher. Yes. It, like, is he going to play or not? Andrew Van Buren had a nice game, though.
1: Boise State is in a very unique situation. They are in desperation mode. They are reaching here, which takes us to our stat of the day.
0: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day.
1: Jeremy, if the line holds, and I think it will at this point, BYU is a two-and-a-half to three-point favorite, depending on what you look at. This will be the third time this century that Boise State will be a home underdog.
2: BYU's a threat. is <laughs> absolutely a threat. This is exactly what Boise State doesn't want. They want to continue to pound BYU. We need fans! 7-3 in the series, right? BYU won last year and ruined... Boise State season. Boise State can do that to BYU as well.
1: Listen, BYU, be confident. Be confident. Take that swagger. Team? Yes. Oh. Take that swagger up there. I mean, if you want to talk about poison, don't listen to the poison of, oh, man, Boise really, State. BYU never wins up there. Be confident. Be confident and go up I there love, and play with I swagger. I love
2: the boys. They're shooting at Chris. They never won a game. they
1: Jeremy, if you like that voice in that conversation, prepare yourself for an H-bomb. Yeah, let's go. As in hypothetical bomb. It's also our question of the day. You can guarantee one win in the following scenario. Yeah. A win over Boise State on Friday night on the blue Mm -hmm. or a win against Utah in 2021. Which are you taking and why?
2: There's no question whatsoever. There's one choice for this. The other is wrong. Boise State. Thank you. It's Boise State. Thank be- you. Because this win would make a massive splash nationally. BYU would continue to be in the New Year's Six conversation. I don't believe it's true, but uh, in the college football playoff conversation, Heisman, the sack, everything's going great. Winning over Utah next year just satisfies an emotional rivalry craving, which, listen, I understand. I've, I've said Utah in this situation a lot before when we did preseason 2017 against LSU or Utah. (laughs) That season didn't end up going as well as we wanted. But right now, BYU has great stakes. Perhaps if BYU does get invited to a Power 5 league, we may look at this win as the final domino.
1: Turning point. Perhaps.
2: I think BYU is what it is, whether they have a season like this or not. But this certainly would validate what BYU is competitively, at least against the best of the rest, right, Um, or some of the rest. So it's Boise State, no question.
1: Oh, man. Thank you. Just thank you for bringing the logic to this conversation. I do
2: every dang day. It is
1: not close. This is (laughs) not even a debate. I'm taking Boise State 100 times out of 100 because it's about the moment and what's on the line right now. Utah won't even play a game until BYU has played eight. Does anybody care right now that Utah has beaten BYU nine times in a row? Does anybody care, other than a BYU fan who's frustrated who keeps hearing it from his Utah fan, anybody in the national media that has a prominent voice that wants BYU or thinks BYU is going to be the New year Six, or the ESPN guys that have BYU in their college football playoff conversation, do they care at all that Utah's beaten BYU nine times in a row? I'm, no.
2: I'm pretty sure all these mock drafts really care about that. No, it's,
1: it's, it has no impact. Yeah. The Cougars have more on the line on Friday night than they have probably, well, for me, since 1996. Since they were number five in playing Kansas you could league, argue in the college. Yeah, maybe even 1984. Right?
2: Like crazy.
1: Don't let the emotions of a nine game losing streak that is in the past sway you from guaranteeing a boatload of money that independent BYU want to share with anybody else in a conference and to help get through a pandemic scenario where money's weird, right? And an outside shot at the college football playoff. Also, if BYU goes to a New Year's Six, in a way, isn't that like beating Utah? Because the youths, since leaving for the Pac-12, have not been to a New Year's Six game.
2: They've had two chances, and they lost both.
1: Since going to the mighty Pac-12, Utah's not played in a New Year's Six game. If BYU gets there before them in that scenario, that's a victory for BYU fans.
2: 100%. Absolutely. That is a massive win over Utah with, without beating Utah.
1: <laughs> without actually beating them. Yes, without it's a actually victory beating without Utah. actually beating them. And what it took... Was a new schedule!
2: (laughs) I have won the war.
1: Our question of the day. If you can guarantee one win, would it be Friday over Boise State? A lot
2: of great responses here.
1: Or against Utah in 2021. Why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation.
0: (laughs) This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Andrew Corliss in on Twitter.
1: Guarantee next year versus Utah. With Zach and company, I think BYU has a higher likelihood to beat Boise this year than BYU will against Utah next year if Zach leaves.
2: No question on that one. No question on that one.
1: But it's about the moment. Yeah. See the big picture.
2: I'm not saying with Utah. I'm saying, well, of course, Zach versus Boise State and no Zach versus Utah. Come on. Yes. At Twiggerstone, Boise State, if you pick Utah, you need to take a step back. Yes. You have entered into obsession territory. Let's be honest, we're obsessed, so are they. This team is on a great run, and a win at Boise State would give them a real chance to have a great postseason. And we're not even talking about winning in New Year's Six. It's just getting there. Just getting there. If BYU can win, great. If they compete, great. <laughs> That's going to be a really hard game if BYU gets there, right? It'll be amazing. It would be incredible Winner The there. journey
1: to get there with everything that has gone on will be amazing.
2: Yes. Coming up. What's the perfect landing spot for Zach Wilson in the top half of the NFL draft?
1: And college football insider, specifically Group of Five expert Chris Benigni of The Athletic, will join us. What would a win over Boise do for BYU's New Year's Six and college football playoff resume with BYU Sports Nation?
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
2: BYU football with Kalani Satake airs right after us on BYU Sports Nation today. On demand now on the BYU TV app, it's Greg Rubel and Coach Satake discuss how the Cougars pull off the win against Boise State. Brady Christensen, the subject of deep blue, and Harvey Unga was the player guest.
1: We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Man, getting some wild responses to our Twitter question of the day. Hashtag BYUS, and if you want to chime in on that.
2: If you can guarantee one win, you get Boise State Friday or you get Utah next year, what are you <laughs> picking?
1: <laughs> it's juicy. While you ponder that, let's bring in Chris Vanini from The Athletic who joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, friend of the program, returnee to the show. Chris, great to have you back on BYU Sports Nation.
3: Yep, thanks for having me, guys.
1: Life is obviously very good for BYU football fans right now. Top 10 for the first time since 2009, 7-0, and approaching one of the biggest games that they have played literally in decades. You wrote an article this morning and uh, are asking coaches about BYU and their impressions of them. And in response, you got a, a statement from a San Diego State fan who said, I don't know who to root for, Boise State or BYU, because they both make me want to vomit. Chris, <laughs> which, who does this game matter more to right now?
3: Well, yeah, yeah, I, I had a I had a mailbag at the end of my story, and yeah, San Diego State fans aren't quite sure who to root for because they play BYU at the end of the season, but Boise State's in their conference, so who who? It's always that that really tough spot for a sports fan is, you know, your two enemies are playing each other. Which one do you root for? And and I think San Diego State should be rooting for BYU here because BYU is on the schedule. You know, San Diego State doesn't play Boise State unless they meet in the conference championship game. So if BYU wins this game, they're guaranteed top 10, obviously, going into that San Diego State game. So uh, if I'm I'm San Diego State, I'm rooting for BYU. And obviously, if I'm BYU, I'm rooting for BYU.
2: And we'll uh, talk about Boise State, of course, but let's talk about San Diego State for a sec. So two blowout wins in the first two weeks. ESPN's FBI has them favored to win the rest of the way until BYU. Is that going to be a better game than we thought on December 12th in Provo?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's the first year with Brady Hope. Back at the helm. They've got two comfortable wins, like you said. And their offense, you know, the offense has been the problem with them for a number of years. But they've scored, you know, last year they didn't score more than 31 points in a game until the bowl game. They've passed that mark twice in two games now. They're averaging, I think, seven yards a carry. I don't think they've thrown an interception yet. And defense remains so far. looks like one of the best in the country once again. So San Diego State looks like a team two games in that is going to be contending for another Mountain West Championship.
1: Chris, speaking of your article once again, uh, a lot of commentary coming from the opponents. What was the most eye-opening thing that uh, you received in those uh, comments from BYU opponents?
3: Yeah, I, I, so I talked to Jake Spavidal, the head coach at Texas State, Kenny Miumatalolo, the head coach at Navy, and Jeff Trailer, the head coach at UTSA. And I basically want to say, you know, As someone who has played BYU, how do you look at this team? Are they for real? What what do they do well? What do they do better than what you expected? And the quote that stuck out for me of the many that are in the story, the one that stuck out to me was Spavadol saying, they make you screw the game up. And what he meant by that was BYU plays a lot of zone defense. They uh, keep it all in front of you. They don't give up big plays. They're only giving up, I think, 1.1 plays of 30-plus yards, uh, which is – like third best among teams that have played multiple games. So they are not giving up the big plays, And that's what Spavadol meant. You to move down the field against the BYU defense, you've got to make a lot of short plays and BYU. Like you said, they they they're make you screw the game up. So that I think really stuck out uh, for me in terms of an uh, opposing coach evaluating how BYU plays.
2: Yeah, a lot of great commentary in that. You should uh, check it out if you haven't, uh, BYU fans. It's really good. BYU's offensive line has certainly had its way, and the defense has done a nice job as well. And now BYU matches up with Boise State. We've been talking about, yeah, just massive game, right? And I, I said earlier this week, Chris, that if Boise State had played this schedule, I think they'd be sitting at seven-zero, ranked ninth. So I think it's a good uh, matchup and fight. I, I think if this were a boxing match, we'd be stoked, right? Um, and we are stoked about it. But what do you think of the Broncos versus the Cougars Friday night for, let's call it, it's just the Western non-Power 5 championship game?
3: Yeah, I, I mean, shout out to the Mountain West for letting this game happen. Obviously, Boise State's only playing... Uh, seven Mountain West games while most everybody except Air Force is going to play eight. So the Mountain West let this game happen, and I think it's good for the schools. It's good for college football. So I'm really glad it's happening. And, yeah, I mean, this is a game. It's a rivalry. They've played a number of years. They're going to keep playing in the future. Boise State, they've been so good for so long. Obviously, BYU is trying to get back. I'm... you know, Friday night games can sometimes be frustrating for the teams involved, especially this week when they had Election Day off. But I like that it's getting a national spotlight uh, without anything else interfering with it, because it should be a great game. Uh, Boise State's got some questions in terms of injuries and who's available, but uh, I think this is really going to be a heavyweight fight, just like you said.
1: Chris Vanini, college football insider, expert, and writer for The Athletic, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Every BYU fan wants to know, what's the end game for BYU if they win out? They beat Boise State, take care of business against North Alabama, and then beat San Diego State in December and finish 10-0. and What's the realistic ceiling for this BYU team? Is it a New Year's 6 lock, Chris, or is it a college football playoff spot getting in through the back door at uh, number four?
3: If, if they win out, I, I think there's a really good chance they make the New Year's 6 as an at-large. Um, there's a group of five automatic qualifying spot among that group that BYU is not eligible for cause they're an independent, but I do think it'd be what nine and oh, I, I know 10 and oh, I think BYU should feel pretty good about making new year's six of that spot. I don't see the playoff happening. They need a lot to break their way. I mean, it helps that Oklahoma state in the big 12, there's nobody undefeated left in the big 12. Basically, BYU and and Cincinnati, if they want to try to make that case, they need Alabama to win out and eliminate everybody else in the SEC. Um, Hope hope Texas A&M drops a game as well, uh, probably against Auburn. You need Clemson to win out, knock out the ACC, knock out Notre Dame, and you want Ohio State to win out and knock out everybody else in the Big Ten. Because Big 12 doesn't have an undefeated team. Pac-12 is only going to be playing six, seven games, and and who knows how that's going to go. So a lot of things need to happen. Um, I think it's really an outside shot, but I do think undefeated puts you in the New Year's Six. And if you win that and go undefeated, I said it last time I was on the show, if is 11-0, and I mean, I, I'm on board with anybody claiming a national championship in that situation. So, you know, go wild.
2: Hey, I'm going to put on the blue goggles for that one. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That little UCF 2017 action going on, right? Um, but let's address this. So Cincinnati, as the best group five right now, Uh, tremendous defense, tremendous team, right? Uh, Ranked number six in the AP poll. In order for BYU to get into the New Year's Six, do you think that um, there can be two non-Power Fives in that? Like technically, yes, but do you think that that will be a little crowded and that BYU may be rooting for Cincinnati to lose to at least kind of get out of the way of the non-Power Five good teams? Or or does that matter at all?
3: Well, it's not going to matter because the group of five, no matter who it is, has a guaranteed spot in a New Year Six bowl. I think it's the Peach Bowl this year. Um, so if it was Cincinnati, if it was Boise State, if it was Coastal Carolina, or whoever, whoever is the highest ranked Group of Five champion, automatically gets a New Year Six spot. BYU has to get an at-large berth. You know, like like uh, like a number of teams to get New Year Six berth. So I don't think Cincinnati really is going to impact BYU in that sense. The only way they conflict with each other is the potential playoff spot like I laid out but I think that's kind of a long shot anyway uh, but in terms of New Year's Six uh, Cincinnati or whoever from the group of five is automatically getting a spot so BYU's not really impacted by that.
1: A columnist in West Virginia that covers Marshall football proposed that BYU and Marshall playing on November 28th would be a quote perfect matchup what do you think of that idea of Marshall, another team, in that group of five New Year's Six Access Hunt taking on BYU, who's a top-ten team?
3: I, I love it. Marshall's 5-0. and oh, They look quite good, and they've had a number of games get canceled and moved around because of everything going on. I think they only have three or four games left. They're, they're, they're playing a pretty short schedule, and I know Marshall uh, wanted to get some opponents, but now that they're pretty good, Nobody in the Power Five wants to play them. So, I, I mean, as a fan, I would love BYU-Marshall. I'd absolutely love a matchup like that. If, if I'm BYU, I'm maybe not so sure, because if you win these final three games, you're like I said, you're probably pretty set for a New Year's sixth spot. So, adding another game might hurt those chances, another opportunity for a loss. Uh, that's just kind of playing with the system. Personally, I think it'd be an awesome game, and I, I would love to see it.
2: Yeah, we've been talking about the pros and cons of that, the risk-reward of would BYU need it? Because if they don't need it, you should not play that game. But uh, maybe they need it. I don't know. But it all kind of comes down to Friday. And uh, should we be thinking about Boise State a little more in this conversation? Right now it's like Cincy and everyone's just kind of Cincy only. If Boise State beats BYU and then they run the table and then Cincy loses and Marshall loses and...
1: Coastal Carolina. Well, is Coastal
2: Carolina really going to be the team? I mean, that's pretty awesome for them. The uh, Chanticleers. Where does Boise State fit in all this conversation?
1: Yeah,
3: we just we haven't talked about Boise State because they've only played two games. And if you beat a top ten BYU team, that's immediately going to throw you up into the top twenty in the polls. Maybe get close to the top fifteen, and, and off you go. So, yeah, we're we're just we're not talking about Boise State because they haven't played, but they absolutely will have a chance with. You know, there's a a chance that you could have a lot of, like last year, have a lot of group of five teams competing for that group of five spot. You know, Coastal Carolina still has to play Appalachian State. They still have the Sun Belt Championship. Marshall, there's not a ton of competition in the conference. You maybe they run the table. Maybe Cincinnati does, maybe Cincinnati doesn't. And then Boise State went undefeated in the Mountain West last year. first year they ever did that. So, yeah, Boise State's definitely in that conversation. It's just like with a lot of these things, you know, the, the Big Ten came back two weeks ago, and they got all the attention for coming back. Nobody really realized the Mountain West came back. And now you throw the Pac-12 in coming back uh, this weekend. The Mountain West is kind of get lost in the shuffle again. But if Boise State wins, that's a statement victory, and they're right back in the hunt, I think.
1: Chris, we always enjoy your coverage. You do a fantastic job for those BYU fans that want to uh, read the article and hear what coaches or read what coaches have to say about BYU. How do they find it?
3: Uh, just com. go to the college football section, and it's right there near the front of the page.
1: Chris Vanini, give him a follow, read his stuff. Thanks, Chris. Yep, thanks, guys. Chris Vanini on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how.
2: Chris's unique angle is that he covers the group of five which BYU isn't in but is very close to in terms of the conversation around where BYU fits. Obviously, the college football playoff is eight conversations that's happening with BYU. But really, the impact of Cincinnati and BYU are sort of tied at the hip as the best non-Power 5 teams, right? So it's an interesting conversation. And like we said, San Diego State, better than you think. We'll see if they're undefeated when they come to Provo. Bowl. Whoa, revenge game from 2019. And then uh, Boise State's interesting in this conversation. Marshall. Coastal Carolina, all of these matter in the conversation with BYU because they're trying to get an at-large bid in New 6 against Power 5 teams, but the conversation with these teams, BYU gets mixed in there, whether you like it or not. BYU gets mixed in the best of the rest conversation.
1: I would love nothing more than for San Diego State to be 7-0 and yes, and playing in Provo as a nationally ranked team to add some just juicy context the to the, the final game at the end of the year.
2: That'd be a bracket buster. If you will, as well.
1: BYU's in a New yeah. Year's 6 buster this Friday. They might have another one on December 12th.
2: They, and that would be good for BYU's schedule. It really would. Okay, coming up, I go inside the film room with Tyler Algier.
1: And if you had to pick one guy and choose him as Zach Wilson's go-to guy on the BYU offense,
0: who's it going to be? This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management.
2: Join us tonight for a Women's Soccer Scrimmage 8 Eastern on BYU TV's app. As we see the Cougars for a second time this fall, Jennifer Rockwood told me yesterday that Kayla is the best player in program history. Whoa! Which I reacted the same way. You can watch her tonight, score a bunch of goals, probably. <laughs> like she scored three on September 12th in the Scrimmage. That's quite the statement,
1: right? Uh yeah, because keep in mind, there are multiple BYU women's soccer players that have played for the national team, Jeremy.
2: Robach, Alicia Kramer-Rose, Ashley Hatch. Ashley Hatch is with the team Katie right Larkins now. Katie Larkins had a... a <laughs> I mean, wow. Kayla's a, so no a special player, no She is a special player. She's a
1: special player. Check it out tonight. Yep. Jerem on the call. I am Spencer Linton. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip-Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems.
2: Two NFL mock drafts the last two days have Zach Wilson going in the top ten. Ninth to the Patriots, third to the Jaguars. This is incredible. Where's the best spot for him in the top half of the draft? As
1: much as I hate to say this, the New England Patriots. Oh, man. It feels right. Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels with Zach Wilson. And his level of preparation, football junkie, like the New England Patriots, feel like the perfect landing spot for Zach Wilson.
2: Yeah, they might be in the top 15 of the draft at two and five at this point, right? Saints feels interesting too. I don't know that the Saints will be in the top 15 of the draft, though, unless they climb up. Um, and that's, if Zach's going top 15 not late first round, that's different, right? Another one that's uh, interesting to me is the Washington football team. Sure. They certainly will need a quarterback. And that's a guy that I think will listen. Zach's going to fit wherever he goes because he's a football junkie. He's got all the skills. Let's go. I, I can't imagine Zach Wilson starting an NFL game next year, but that is a real possibility.
1: If he's picked that high. If
2: he's a first rounder, he he going to start he next He probably year. will.
1: ESPN's college football playoff predictor gives BYU a 14% chance to make the playoff. For reference, Cincinnati has just a 5% chance, schedule. And there are Pac-12 teams with a greater chance than BYU on that list. Is 14% too high or too low?
2: Too high. Um, It's whatever, though. I I just don't feel like it's built for a non-Power 5 team. This is a weird year. Who knows what happens, but... I still think it's a blue-goggle take to think the BYU could be in the college football player.
1: See, I'm on board. I think that's pretty accurate because there is a chance that, and I know people say a lot of things got to go BYU's way. Everything has already gone BYU's way to this point. So far, so good. And it's going to go BYU's way this week if they beat Boise State because of the teams above them that are going to lose.
2: Can you imagine a Boise State if BYU somehow defeats Boise State handily?
1: Ding, ding, ding. I would
2: take a one-point They win.
1: rise in the rankings. Right now. BYU might be as high as number seven after this week, Jerem. And if San Diego State's undefeated in a rank when they come to Provo, another quality win and another you know, line to add to BYU's resume for their argument to be in the top four. Crazy. I know. Is, it's crazy. Yeah, this is crazy. But it's where like, we are. Like
2: these glasses.
1: 14% feels right to me.
2: Boise State says 17% would feel right to me. Uh, Boise State's asking the Idaho Central District Health Department to allow 1,100 uh, people into the stadium. Friday would 1100 make a difference yeah sure
1: a little bit and again I think this is a desperation move from Boise State they know where they are in the pecking order and it's like man we need help we need some type of energy BYU is accustomed to playing in front of no fans if there are no fans there advantage BYU it will be this is a desperation move it'll help a little bit but BYU remember typically feeds off negative energy as well
2: yeah bring it on baby Boise State, does I think Boise State's would still have the advantage at home because they're amazing at home. It's just what they do, right? They win at home, BYU's not one there, uh, but again, what does that have to do with the past per se? Besides 2018 and maybe 2016, but yeah, I don't I, I don't think it'll play much of one. Six thousand fans I think had an impact on BYU at home, but this isn't six thousand. This is eleven hundred.
1: Yeah, the band will make a difference, too, if the band is allowed in. There's some ambiance. They're playing the fight song. That
2: tuba will put Boise State (laughs) over the top, man.
1: A little bit, not that much. Chuck Landon from the Herald-Dispatch in West Virginia wrote that BYU versus Marshall, both undefeated teams, on November 28th would be the, quote, perfect matchup. Do you agree or disagree?
2: First off, I always get my uh, Huntington... West Virginia news from the Herald-Dispatch. Maybe my sister who lives in West Virginia reads that newspaper. Um, I don't think BYU needs it. Is it a perfect matchup? Yeah, if you're a neutral observer, yes, we are not. Uh, So, no, I don't want BYU to feel like they need that game in any
1: way. If BYU loses to Boise State, heaven forbid, then go ahead. Play the game.
2: Yeah. But it, if BYU beats Floyd State, I don't want it. You don't have to. I don't want it. No. I want a winnable game just to keep BYU relevant. Because you know what BYU's been relevant on? 45-14 wins against lesser competition. That's how BYU's made its relevant.
1: Here's what will be really tough for Tom Homo. If the Cougars continue to climb the rankings and that noise from the national top says, hey, you go out and schedule somebody else and beat them, then maybe you're in the college football playoff. That you got to block that out.
2: I don't want that. <laughs> Because that would play into the my issue with the hubris of, no, 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 we can handle it. We can handle it. It's like, well, maybe you can handle what happened before, but not that. BYU could gear up for that, though. It's North Alabama on the 21st, and then you'd have a bye after that week. so But like, if you don't need it, you don't
0: need it. Lose the BYU BYU 6 is
2: plenty good. Oh. BYU will never be in this position again, given how they schedule normally. BYU is in this position because the schedule got blown up. So don't dismiss that.
1: BYU loses to Boise Gate, Schedule Bama, Clemson, Michigan, Marshall, whoever. Texas a and Bring it all up. None of these teams. Whatever.
2: Maybe besides maybe Marshall need BYU. Or By the way, Marshall,
1: BYU. who only had eight games until just moments ago, announced they have rescheduled two games: Rice on December fifth, FIU on December eleventh. Yeah. So those do they, do, games. Do they want? Yeah. Do Come they want it? a game on November 28th, or do they want some rest before? They those? may not
2: want a yeah. game, right? Okay. Coming up, which game could you guarantee a win in if you had the opportunity? Boise State <laughs> this week, or UTEP?
1: It's not close, people. Join us, won't you? Tyler Algier in the film room with Jeremy Jordan. How do we get that guy more carries so uh, he can hit the century mark every game? This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
2: Friday night, Spencer Linton is going to be like the mini-seagulls. That No, that's not a thing. It's not actually. Ah! On the blue, countdown to kickoff. 8.30 Eastern, Dave Blaine, David in the studio here in Provo. Countdown to kickoff will get you set, baby.
1: I I don't know what the seagull sound is actually like. Mine, 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 mine,
2: mine. I watched that movie in Portuguese for the first time. (laughs) So they were saying, mail, 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 mail. And I was like, huh?
1: Yeah, funny. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B.
2: Okay, last year, Tyler Algier led BYU not in rushing against Boise State, but in tackles. He had nine solo tackles. This year, he's top 15 in the country in yards per carry and total yards, and he's doing a really nice job as the primary rusher for BYU. And here's my conversation inside the film room presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Tyler, you have two 100-yard games. Then you have two where you have 93 and then 95
4: yards. How do we get you an extra carry there to get you over the hump? Honestly, just uh, just looking back at the film and then just uh, just seeing what I can do from that. Because there was a couple of runs where I could have easily gotten 100, but it made, made a different read and then just, how was that? Okay,
2: let's talk about your touchdown from two yards out, opening drive, your seventh of the season. Walk me through what
4: happened here. All right, so they loaded the box. The whole line was just doing their thing. They were throwing guys, so they just had to, they just left me an open gap, and then I just needed to beat one guy, and then boom, touchdown.
2: What's it like to get into the end zone seven times?
4: You know, it's, it's all right. It's always, it's always fun scoring in the end zone, but all the, all my success goes to the line, man. Since they, they their butt off just to get us there.
2: Okay, later in the first quarter, your longest rush of the game, a 32 yarder. Why get one yard when you could get 32, right?
4: <laughs> no, exactly. Third and short, play is designed. There's no one outside. Everyone did a great job blocking, and then I just needed one guy to miss. Tried to make that happen, and then I ended up getting caught.
2: Do your eyes get big, and does your heart quicken when you see a gap like that on the outside?
4: Oh, for sure. I just saw, like, dang, it's so open. There's always someone right there. So, boom, there's someone right there, and then they just ended up trailing me. There's always someone. I oh, exactly.
2: Right before the half, second and nine, you're rushing the ball, and your helmet gets ripped off. That looked like it really hurt.
4: What happened on that play? I think he should have went outside of James, but I ended up making the cut, filling him, and then someone just grabbed my helmet, and then that's what kind of made the mark. I think that second hit is what made the scratch, maybe. Honestly, it, it didn't hurt as bad as people thought it did, but it was, it was still kind of a shock. Where, where did you get scratched? Yeah, uh, I think you see it. You can, you can kind of zoom in, mm. like right there. Oh, yeah, so that's pretty obvious. You, co- you come out, fun. but then
2: you play in the second half. Was there any question that you were going to be able to come back out?
4: Uh, no. Yeah, no question. Just just wanted to make sure I was good, and then, yeah, we went back in.
2: Okay, a matchup of two ranked teams, a short week at Boise State. What do you think of the matchup, which is a really big one, on Friday night?
4: You know, Boise State is consistently good and should be an exciting game. You know, it's a short week, short week, so we just got to learn from our mistakes and then just get our minds right just for it. Just the Boise.
2: Well, good luck on the blue, and thanks for joining me in the film room. Appreciate it. Tyler O'Jay has done such a good job. Seven rushing touchdowns, averaging 6.5 yards per carry this year. I mean, he's been awesome.
1: His vision is unexpectedly amazing.
2: Yeah. right. And given
1: given the, the position changes.
2: And it's even more obvious that he's good than me missing that he was scratched on his forehead.
1: <laughs> hey, where'd you get scratched?
3: Well, it's this it's, big yeah. red mark right here That's, all over
2: my cheek. Not so much here, here, but here, right? Well, uh, <laughs> I'd... I couldn't tell if that was a hair or I was like, oh, have I not noticed a birthmark like Drew Brees and Oprah Winfrey or whatever. But And then he says it and zoom in. I'm like, oh, oh, oh all yeah. All good, man. My B. All My good. B.
1: My B. The <laughs> question of the day. If you can guarantee one win, either Boise State on Friday night or against Utah next year, who are you taking and why? At Dan underscore Smith for BYU. Saints. Dan Smith. Boise this year, not even close. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> This year may be BYU's only chance to get to a New Year's Six Bowl. Who Uh, knows? Yes,
2: I I feel like BYU will realistically never have this shot again because they stacked the schedule too hard.
1: If Utah wins the Pac-12, maybe BYU will play them in the New Year's Six and beat them both.
2: Would the ultimate matchup be with Utah in a New Year's Six? In a New Year's Six? (sighs) I wouldn't want that, though, because that means Utah went to a New Year's Six. Because your argument for beating them by getting to a New Year's Six before they do would be...
1: It'd be at the same time. It would only make sense though. BYU and Utah did it at the same time, though. (laughs) Add to the rivalry folklore.
2: Yeah. Okay. Coming up, who gets today's rise and shadow?
1: And what steak and potatoes has to do with Boise State? This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation's Rising and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU
1: TV and BYU radio apps.
2: Download the podcast, which you can Google by searching BYU Sports Nation podcast. Subscribe rate and give us that uh, five-star review if your whim so dictates.
1: It's not often we feature a hypothetical bomb of a question for our question of the day. We have done so today.
2: In, in season. Normally we throw that out in like May.
1: So we have left ourselves some extra time now to address a lot of your responses. Go. If you can guarantee only one win, are you taking BYU to beat Boise State on Friday night in Boise for the first time ever? Or against Utah in Provo next year? At Elko Cougar on Twitter says, Boise, easy. Live in the present. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for things of itself. Going scriptural there.
2: Like that. This is BYU TV, right? Uh, Nate Crowley on Instagram, Utah, not even close. <laughs> this season's special, but the streak means more to my mental health. <laughs> well, I, I get that part. Like, yes, we can all empathize with the hate of the nine-game Nate, losing streak.
1: Nate, listen, what if BYU gets to a New Year's six and Utah does not, and BYU is there before Utah is? Is that not a victory over Utah? That's a, a win. Way? That's a win. That's a win. At Patty underscore Rick twenty three, also on Instagram. Depends on who the quarterback is. I really want to see Zach Wilson beat the U. No, Am I allowed no. to ask Patty for Patty said both? Zachary. Sorry. Said Zachary. Zachary beat the U. There is that Am I less, element, right, where it's like, both? oh, man. You're not.
2: You're not. Here's why. If BYU is to be great this season, BYU is going to lose Zach Wilson. They're going to probably lose Brady Christensen, Kyris Tonga, Matt Bushman, Listen, no one's throwing this out there. Kalani's a BYU guy, but like Kalani would get some quality offers. Okay, just saying. Like, let's not shy away from that either. Jeff Grimes is the OC. Who knows what E would get? Possession coaches. Like, BYU is not if BYU really does go to near six, they will not look the same next year in terms of who they have.
1: That's typical B- for cost, a team
2: like BYU. The cost of a great season yeah. is that.
1: If you are an independent essentially a non-Power 5 team and you have an amazing season, you will have members of your staff plucked to go other places. That's what happens.
2: It's 100%. So if I'm, if I'm the, the, the administration right now, and I really think that this coaching staff is valuable enough to keep as long as we can, I pony up a little more right now, and I offer them right now extended contract. If you want to keep some of these guys. Do it. It, it, Do I, it! Now, I say right now, what I really mean is after Friday, if BYU wins. You beat Boise State. If BYU beats Boise State. Hey, want you lock want,
1: you down for a few more years?
2: Yeah. And that's the thing with every head coach at every school. They want to pay their assistants more because they're like, listen, I know I get paid like way more than you guys, but I want you to stay yeah. around. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, think about keep it. Keep that in mind.
2: Keep that in mind. Think about it.
1: Memphis finishes top 25 after they beat Utah in the Miami Beach Bowl in 2014. Justin Fuente, bang. Virginia Tech job. Scott BYU? Frost, you, yeah.
2: Memphis beat BYU.
1: In the Miami Beach Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Sorry you I said Utah.
2: Sorry. You said the other team. This is,
1: this is what's on the mind. It's
2: going crazy Friday.
1: Uh, Scott Frost, UCF. Hey, two outstanding seasons. UCF offers him big money. Gone. Nebraska. It's just what happens.
2: Yeah, it's what happens. It's what you do.
1: In response to our question of the day, an elite voice presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Melman Mark on Twitter. Beating Utah football next year would be a sugar high that's awesome for about 30 minutes. You mean 300 days? Beating Boise State this year will be steak and potatoes that will fill us to overflowing and sustain us for the long haul. It's not even close.
2: Yeah, I I don't feel like it's close either, but I understand the plight of the Utah people. But the Boise State win would be... Uh, Lasting
1: happiness. One of the
2: biggest wins in program history, given where BYU's at this season, What's and on the what line. it could mean for the New Year's Six. Yes, BYU in the modern era could do something that matters. Like '96, playing the Cotton Bowl, BYU wasn't in the club. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. 06, 07, 08, 09, 14. BYU's not done anything that mattered in a season in a long, long. '01, nope, lose the last one. The only thing that BYU ever done that really, really mattered was winning the Heisman National Championship. You know what I mean? At the end of a season, like, really. Top 10, amazing.
1: 96, top 5, but they didn't even go to But weren't in the, the club. Bowl. That's what
2: I'm saying. Like, yeah. it was cool for us, but it was, you know. BYU was not in the New Year's Six, if you will. you got
1: to look outside the emotion picture of the BYU-Utah rivalry. It's yeah. way bigger than that.
2: Okay, today's rising shout Shoutout, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. I'm going
1: to give it to the Western Kentucky University barstool account for having good humor. They tweeted out the following picture during the game. Us. Please be easy with us. BYU. The Cougar down the trail sprawling at them. The, the Slate Canyon Cougar. <laughs> It's yes. nice. escorting the hiker out. Sorry to Dennis Pitta for Jerem. Spencer. Shout out to Jaron Dabney. Watch BYU Women's Soccer live on the BYU TV app tonight, 8 Eastern.